Welcome to Screencast, kind of funny's only entertainment-based podcast where we come together and talk about streaming services, movies, and TV shows. We are streamed live every Friday around eleven thirty on Twitch. Eleven between eleven and one, we'll be streaming live. Yeah, <laughs> depending on if France hosting in the morning. Uh, yeah, um, on, boy, that guy likes the sound of his own voice. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> on twitchtv games. If you don't have time to watch us live, that's okay. We are also uh, VOD on YouTube at kind of funny, no, youtube.com slash kind of funny. Um, and Rooster Teeth. If you don't want to see us and you just want to hear us, you can go to all your favorite podcast services. We are there. Kind of funny screencast. Look us up. If you like us, give us the thumbs up, the likes, whatever you can to help us do better. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you could um, go to the bronze tier level and um, submit answers to my fun little questions that I throw at you. I'm your host, Kevin Coelho. To my immediate right, one Nick Scarpino, the man with the three-fingered movie Not one, not two. With three fingers, Kevin. That's what I like to review things with. That's what I like to review things with, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Let's review it one more time. Ready? Good, 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 bad, 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 mm. bad, bad. I got it, man. Yeah, exactly. Have you watched anything good this week? Oh God, Are I gotta start preparing good? for this question. Uh, <laughs> Same. I watched week. last week, and I watched Always Be My Maybe. Oh, cool. Me too. Uh, which I didn't particularly care for. Oh, I thought it was. Still haven't seen it. It's I thought it was list. entertaining. But I thought it was incredibly slow, mm. and I I wanted all I wanted I like everything that happened in the movie. It's a very weird criticism, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But I want them. It's almost like I want the editor to go and remember like back in the old days where they had a two and a hour and fifteen minute movie and it had to fit a two hour time slot, so they'd speed it up just a little bit, and you'd be like, I didn't realize Batman's voice was that that like high. The other way around, right? Either way, two they'd either speed it or they one. or yeah, they'd either slow it down or speed it up. But usually they'd speed it up a little bit, so they cut parts out or speed sure. it up, and so the the voice would be a little higher and everything would be a little bit more energetic, and people mm-hmm. would talk a little too fast. And you're like, I don't remember that pacing be that way. That's what I wanted with Always Be My Maybe. It feel I felt so subdued the entire time. And I'm like, how did you get Ali Wong and Randall Park to talk that slowly? It's just very weird. <laughs> I I don't think that it was a long movie, right? It felt long. Interesting. I, I enjoyed it a Got lot. Got real short, though, when Keanu uh, Reeves came in. That was a great part. Oh, so good. Yeah. I, I also forgot that that was happening. Me too. Totally and when forgot. it happened, and it's funny because like, the trailer made it feel like that. I mean, that was a really long trailer. But when that happens in the trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be the main focus. It isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's... Fantastic, Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves, but Keanu Reeves is playing like a ridiculous version of. Keanu is he Reeves. though? We don't know Keanu. We Reeves. don't. But there's a but there's a moment where, <laughs> oh, it's a brief spoiler, but I don't care. It's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna tell you anyway. There's a moment where they're in, they're eating this ridiculous dinner, and they go, uh, they're like, "What would you like for your next course?" And he goes, "Can you uh, give me something that plays with time?" <laughs> it's really good. It's really. Good. I can't wait to it's watch it. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of bummed that you didn't. Keanu, didn't love Keanu it as is much the best part. It's like worth watching. Does. It's just not as. I, it's just not what I want. I wanted it to be a little bit more fast and improv-y and a little bit more quick witted. And it's more actually of a drama than it is a comedy. Yeah, I'd put it at like a seven, maybe yeah. a six and a half, but like in a good way. Not not in a. You know, it's not losing. I um, appreciate Netflix doing all this stuff. Yeah, I, like, I, I love that we just get this constant like, rom com like, draw. I, f- I feel like yeah. they're. I worry about Netflix though. Why? 
because I feel like their originals mm-hmm. have come out lately and been kind of okay. And I worry that they're going that this is the trend. And once they start losing all the Marvel movies and Star Wars movies, we're going to be stuck with they're like a bunch of like oversaturated like stand up comedy specials and like some so so originals. But I feel like people want that though. Like I feel like Maybe. people there's a comfort in these in these movies coming out because like I haven't loved any of them. Any of the whether it's the uh, the, the Laura, Laura Condor, or the um, West I loved before. How dare you? You or, say it with more um, reverence than that. You son of a bitch. Lizzo. <laughs> the one about like, Lizzo? They're all the same. Like they're all, It's all the same movie just keep being put out constantly. I'm just as excited to watch the next one, though. Like, there's I mean, it's fair. It's just like they always have enough entertaining it's, aspects. And I like the casts more often than not. To mm-hmm. me, they're getting to the point, though. They're almost to the point where I turn them off. Where like in the first, like with Always Be My Maybe, Always Be My Maybe, it was I was I was really going back and forth in the first like 10 minutes of that film as to really? whether I wanted to watch the rest of it. It just didn't hook me. Interesting. They're just... They're kind of just pounding them out, and I don't think they're paying too much attention to, to these that that much. And I think the ones that are based on good, like at least source material, tend to be a little bit more well rounded. Mm-hmm. Like I know you didn't love to all the boys I love before, but but f- like as a uh, structure, it had better structure than this one. This one's kind of loosey goosey and kind of weird. But yeah, you know, to each their own. I uh, my only like issue with it was like I wish Randall Parks was a little bit kookier. Yeah, he that, was he, he was a normal be, person. He's also a fucking loser. Let's just be honest. Yeah. There's no way she would have wound up with sure, him. Sure, 100%. A multi-millionaire, famous chef, and this dude's like... People take, you know, lost differently, and sometimes they get into depressions yeah, the last well, many years. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I will say the other thing I've been watching, though, um, is a series that I that I think is just getting better, is uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is the David Letterman interview show. Mm-hmm. And I liked the first season, even though I thought he needed to be a little bit more... Um, like I think I thought he could have delved a little deeper into his interview subjects. Yeah, you said they were a little um, softball. This one I think is a lot better. So I watched the Ellen DeGeneres one, and it's a really, really good deep dive into her. And she gets into like some past abuse issues. She gets into when she came out. And this is it a weekly to, show, right? Uh, it no, or, I think they 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 gave up oh, on that format. Okay. Yeah, and they and I think they just took all the because because all the seasons were available unless I just missed them. Which it's possible yeah. that they launched four <laughs> weeks season, ago. And I, just I think thought. season two just debuted. Okay, that's then they're Kanye. all available. Did you watch Kanye? I tried watching Kanye. <laughs> now, and and I, and I want to say this with as much delicacy as possible is that I think Kanye is a very very fascinating person. When, but he seemed very medicated during this interview to the point where the first five to ten minutes of it. He was answering all of Dave's questions with one answer questions, which for an interview show where you're the subject is not necessarily one words. What's that? One answer words, not questions. I'm sorry. One answer word. Okay. One answer. Uh, one one word answer. Because <laughs> it'd be funny. It'd be funny if he was like, "Why will I?" Uh, sorry. <laughs> so like, Dave would be like, "How's the family?" And he'd when? go, "Great." <laughs> and then they'd cut to Kim Kardashian, and she's in the audience. And then they come back to him and be like. What's uh, and then Dave would have to fill time. So I'm like, I just don't know if Kanye is the best interview subject unless he's in a specific mindset. Uh, but I skipped over that one and I started watching the one about the Formula One racer, and that is absolutely fascinating. Because like 27 years old, super good looking, super charismatic, came from nothing. His dad worked four jobs to get him in like into racing, and now he's a five time world champion, and it's fucking awesome. And you know how they do the thing where they go. Like I don't know if you guys watch this or not, but the interview show itself is it's an interview and then they cut two segments that they've it. they've pre produced. So funny. like Dave goes and cart races with these kids that are coming up and they fucking smoke his ass. It's really, really fun. 
The yeah, Kanye one was unfortunately not fun for me. After GFL sleep last night, I went to to watch the Kanye one, yeah. and um, instead of that, I just watched the trailer for the Jay Z one again, which I've already seen. God, Jay Z's just so fun on camera. Like, I like it when Jay, he's not but serious, Jay, but he's just kind of like he's a little goofy. He's just this. goofing around, and and it's like you know, it does take the you know the seriousness of the interview down, which makes it kind of feel like less of a quality piece of content and yeah. more of like just like a, a late night talk show but jay doesn't do too many of those things well so you can tell to too him. right when you see jay talk it's it, he he feels a little fish out of watery like doing a long form interview like that and it's good that's good, it is good. It's, it's nice totally, to see him in that light because yeah. he's because you're normally used to like th- when you think jay-z you think like this guy's a fucking icon mm-hmm. right and he's like a master of his trade and then you see him in this interview and it's like oh, okay well it's it's kind of cool to see him a little off foot yeah. and 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 fun and talking about life and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very good series. I think Dave's getting his footing with it, and I think he's able to push it a little farther. Because I I talk about the one where he had an interview with uh, President Barack Obama, and it just it was very surface level. And I'm like, I honestly think that Jerry Seinfeld's interview with in comedians and cars getting coffee with Barack Obama was better than Dave Letterman's hour long interview with him. So take that for what it was. But both uh, definitely worth watching this this new season. Uh, to your uh, right, my left, Tim, not Joey Noel, Gettys. Tim sure. Two-Eyed Gettys. Two-Eyed Gettys. How are your eyes now, doing, Big Cat? Not well, man. Now the other one's acting up, but it's all good. Don't put we'll, your glue we'll in the, the other one. We'll get there. I did. I put did. the glue in everything. I'm putting the glue Whenever everywhere. Whenever he puts it in, put it he in like, walks around, and he's like tearing. It always makes me so sad. It is uh, a color liquid that is not quite clear. It looks so like semen. Everything's it like looks like semen. It, it looks, looks like, like semen. Oh, hot. Yeah, all over. I was wondering what uh, having some spooge in your eyeball felt like. Jesus now you can Christ. just tell me no, firsthand. Say that it feels the same. It no. doesn't feel good. God, just shoots right teary. out. Um, anyways, I watched last night. Finally, the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. Oh, how was it? Oh. It's like a thirty uh, minutes, right? It is a yeah. thirty-minute visual poem. <laughs> <laughs> from the who Lonely ke- Island. Who keeps giving these guys money to do this? And please give them more. Was it, so, was so, it I, good? so I watched it, and then afterwards I did extensive reading into the, the, Bash Bros. the, the why. Yeah. No, no, not about the Bash Bros. Oh, okay. About Lonely Island. About yeah. like wh- what happened, like how this, this came to be. And I feel like I should actually start there. Before, okay. Before I want to know if you liked it. this or not, because uh, it looks weird as fuck. I did enjoy it. I don't know that I liked it. I don't but know like, what you mean by that. It's it's weird as hell. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with this? Yes. Okay. I watched the trailer and I was like, and I was like, oh, interesting. It's going to be like a movie about the Bash Bros with musical interludes. And then I looked at the time and it's thirty minutes. I'm like, no, no it's, it's all singing, poem. isn't it? It's like yeah. it's it's a, it's not a parody. it's like a little dicky video. It's almost like, like thirty, 30 minutes. minutes. No, it's like an homage to uh, Lemonade, the Beyonce thing, or to Dark Twisted Fantasy, the the Kanye like album as a short film essentially um so it's okay. 30 minutes of the story that is all tied together via music right and music videos um but the the whole thing started with last year at um the comedy festival in san francisco Clusterfest. Clusterfest. lonely island had their first ever concert oh we almost went we almost went <laughs> but we didn't and at that concert so they're from the bay area so they decided that they were going to yeah i thought they were from east coast mm-hmm Really? West Coast, Berkeley. Best Coast, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I so, thought they were like New York West guys. Coast, Best Coast. So they're okay. from Berkeley, hey. and they <laughs> grew up here <laughs> and were big fans of the Oakland A's, uh, the Bash Brothers, sure. um, Jose Conseco, that's the one. and Mark McGuire. I think that's um, both Back them. in the, the late 80s, mm-hmm. right? And they thought it would be funny, since they're doing the first concert in San Francisco, to kind of have a bit about that. 
And like it totally sounds like one of those dumbass like KFAF things of like it'd be hey, funny if hey. if we put a blindfold on this thing and did we that. Can, hey, and we can like, only oh, cool, we can only it. wish we can only wish that we have that kind of success with KFAF. But my thing is, it's really like it's, it's a level of success that you can just do whatever the hell you want. Sure. One thing that just came to your mind that you thought might be funny, it's like fuck it, let's do. It. It'd be like if we actually called ourselves mouth pudding. Like it's that level of just like I guess we, we thought about this. it, folks. We thought about calling ourselves. I'm just saying, an mouth M and a P look real good together. Absolutely, so they, they came out on stage and. One of them was Jose Canseco. One of them was Mark McGuire. And the third one was Joe Montana, who is a 49er football player. Was yeah. he really a Joe yeah, Montana or was it like Jorma Tacone? Was it just the three of them? They didn't actually get Joe Montana out, did no, they? No, it was the three of them. It would have been cool if they got Joe Montana out. But then that wouldn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Not, none of this out. makes sense. I Anyways, apologize. Keep going. They go out and they uh, just do a stupid bit about this and like how, how funny it is of them being like, we're in the 80s and we're, we're the coolest people in the fucking world. So they decided that that bit was funny enough to them that in their off time while the three of them, they're no longer doing Lonely Island stuff like consistently. I don't right? think they're doing anything, right? Like Andy Samberg's got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But yeah, I guess they're doing the next season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's pretty much it, right? I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> But don't the other also, two guys aren't doing they shit. They are. So that's the thing is they, they one produces a lot of movies yeah. and then the other one uh, just finished doing the um, Bachelor. The, no, 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 the funny the comedy show on Netflix that we, that you love. The oh yeah, the Tim to Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you should leave now. I think you should, I leave, should leave, now. leave now. I should probably watch the rest of that. He produced that. That's Akiva, yeah. right? Akiva Schaefer is the guy that does like directs a lot of the stuff and produces most stuff. He's yes. very, he's seldom in the things, but he's in this one. He's one of the Bash Bros in this one. That's him right there. Because Jorma Tacconi. Jorma's the one that's usually not in him. Jorma's always in him. This guy's always in him. That's a key. No. Yeah. Jorma's always in him. Jorma's in the hot rod. He was like the main character. I don't know that that matters. Let's move the on. Lonely, in the Lonely Island, it's usually these two. Okay. He's like the, the background guy. But um, so they decide they're going to do this. And they're like, the whole point of it was we're just going to, in our free time, when we're just hanging out on the weekend as bros. Let's just go to the studio and see what happens. Let's just get in the mindset of these characters and just write songs. Sounds crazy. With no goal. Yeah. They weren't like trying to do any of this. Then uh, eventually they had enough songs. They're like, there's a whole story here. And the whole thing was them making songs based on what they thought of these baseball players when they were 10 years old. So it's like they, these guys are gods to them. All right. Oh, they were gods to everyone. Uh, I didn't like baseball, and I knew who Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire were. Being from Oak, like around Oakland and stuff, with all this happening, like they were just like legends. So this entire thirty-minute thing is just a bunch of music videos of them with their over-the-top um, ideas of what their lives would have been, and even their over-top ideas, over-the-top Kevin ideas, are ridiculous because they're literally just rapping about Hillsdale Mall, and like they're in Hillsdale Mall. That's amazing. Which is like. The most so specific random thing. So they shopped this thing around, and it was kind of just giving it away. <laughs> the budget was like nothing for this, and I mean, they, they just fucking made it happen for fun. And then they were talking so to someone. They had the songs done, and were looking for budget to actually produce. They weren't looking the, for anything. Okay, they're just like fuck it, we're doing this. It hit a point. They're like, we're just going to invest money into this and make it happen. So they did. This and is it was exactly like, like KFAF. Exactly. And like then they're like, we don't know like what we want to do with it. We want to put it somewhere. They were going to just put it up on SoundCloud and just see if anyone found it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. That's but then cool. they ended up talking to the guy that helped get uh, the I Think You Should Leave Now onto Netflix. And they're like, we got to put this on Netflix. And they're like, I don't know that anyone's going to give a shit. They're like, got it. we got to do it. It's like, it feels like more of an adult swim thing. And they're like, nah, put it on. So they did. Wait, directed by Mike Diva. Yeah, I was going to say, I just looked at it. It says Akiva Schaefer and Mike Diva helped mm-hmm. direct this, or both directed this. Insane. Mike Diva. And when you see it, it is clear as fuck. 
That's it Mike is the Diva. most. It's thirty minutes of Mike Diva and Lonely Island together. Is it there is, is there a, it's some sort of collie that has lasers coming out of its eyes? Because if not, it's there's not a lot of lasers experience. out of a lot of things eyes. It Good. takes place in the eighties. Okay. It, it's just it is. You know the eighties when lasers a neon were invented. Blur of <laughs> ridiculous Bay Area references that make no sense. Very very specific. Talking about so specific is round it tables. Funny. Kind of. I would. You say hated the, this thing. No, I didn't. You hated it. Sounds I, like you hated I, it. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the I'm final joking. the final song uh, was worth the whole thing. Okay. I think like it was actually great. But I'm like, why were all the rest of them so fucking weird? This is one of the weirdest things to hit Netflix to, that I've seen on Netflix. Mm. Like with the level of production that it has, and like the level of names associated. You're just like, all right. Like the, I don't want to ruin the cameos. Throughout the entire thing, there's some cameos. You're like, all right. I guess you're a part of this. That's cool. Um. God bless it. I so what I recommend watching it, if anything that I said sounds interesting, yes. I if watch it doesn't, it. don't watch it. It's I'm not going to watch it's it. A fever yeah. I kind of want to watch it because I'm a big Andy Samberg fan. I love these guys. I'm giving them shit, obviously, but I love them. Do you I love them love because Hunt. of uh, this show you like? What, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, or no, do you I don't, love them I don't know that they... They don't do too much on that show. I know Andy Samberg produces it, but I don't know if, the, if it's like a... Lo- it's not a Lonely Island Got show. It. It's just Andy Samberg's I thought production. Andy Samberg was no. the guy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He is. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's, he plays the main I'm character. Did, did you Peralta. like it before that? Oh did yeah, no, like I've him? loved these guys ever since okay. Hot Rod. Sure. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't know their lineage, but I saw Hot Rod. I knew he had st- he had done some digital short stuff, and I remember obviously like Dick in the Box and all that shit. But I think I remember Hot Rod being my like the first time I saw these guys together, and I'm like, this movie is fucking brilliant. And it was my first time seeing Danny McBride, and I fell in love with all of them. He is perfect in that movie. Perfect. Yeah, go I've watch Hot Rod. Oh God, I've it's never so seen funny. it either. It's about Andy Samberg plays a character. The character is like he's a he wants to be a daredevil. Yeah, that's it. I'm and he's looking enough to, to see it, where it's streaming. Oh my God, it's so Danny McBride plays. It's I don't even want to spoil it for you guys. It is exactly what you would think with that pitch. If he just wants to be a daredevil, like like jump his bike on stuff, and they're they're just these guys in this neighborhood that do that. I mean, that's a, what these guys do. They just have a dumb idea and they're like, "Fuck mm-hmm. it, we're going for it." It's, it's just like uh, never stop, not stopping. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that title was a little off what we just said. Oh, yeah, was it? I don't know. Never Stop, Never Stopping. That's what it is. Never Stop, yeah. Never Stopping, which yeah. I didn't particularly care for. It was fun. You I wanted it to be more of a movie. Only stream it on Stars, which I don't Damn have. Damn it. So. Or else uh, I have Hot to pay $4, so, and it just doesn't feel like so a $4 worth it. purchase. Worth it. Buy it. It, it bums me out because uh, the Hot Rod is like one of Alyssa's favorites, too, and she had it really? on DVD. It's and, so fucking funny. And I was in the mood to watch it like sometime like a year ago, and I opened up the DVD case. wasn't in there. Was She's really missing? Yeah. It's missing. It's tragic. Like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, my name is Rod, and I like to party. <laughs> it's funny if you see the movie. And it was called Popstar, not Never Stop, Never Stopping. Sorry. Well, Never Stop, Never Stopping is like the subtitle to Popstar. Yeah. Correct. Uh, did you watch anything else, Tim Tam? Uh, just the interview stuff that we've been having to do. Mm-hmm. I watched Always Be My Maybe. I enjoyed it. I also watched Good Omen, which I did not enjoy. Really? Yeah, That's I was hoping that it was going to be a lot of fun. And there was just like, it It does a good job building it up and kind of making you feel like it's going somewhere. And I just don't feel like there's a payoff. Um, and it's just like two episodes in. It's it's. I, I want to say it's only four, maybe six episodes. And like, no, it's six episodes. And two episodes in, I was like, I don't know if I want to keep watching. And then I forced myself to keep watching because I, I do like uh, David Tennant a lot. And his acting is... Over, like just great mm-hmm. but it just I kept hoping that 
it would get somewhere that it never got. So see, I'm just not a Doctor Who fan, and I think you got to be that to like get behind the David Tennant like he's train. Done, right? He's done other things. Yeah. He's in Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter. He was like a side character in Harry Potter. First off, my touchstone for him was when he played uh, Kilgrave, Killjoy, mm-hmm. Kilgrave. kill something, Kilgrave, Kilgrave in Jessica Jones. And to yeah. be fair, he was fucking he was great, awesome in that. Yeah. In that. Um, this is one that I saw the preview for, and I'm like, I could really go either way on this. I thought we did a preview here, but and we may I have watched it. it. I mean, I mean I'm a big, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, the other guy. It's now Martin Sheen, or no, not, yeah, m- not Martin Sheen, Mike Michael Sheen, Sheen, who I think is he's great. He, I don't he, like him. I loved him ever since he played Tony Blair in The Queen. Mm. Great movie, by the way. Mm. The Queen. Uh, and then the last movie I watched, Dark Phoenix. Oh, you saw Dark Give Phoenix? I Give saw it, it last real, night. Kevin. Oh, my God. Actually, before I talk about that, I want to talk about the movie I watched before Dark Phoenix, which is um, Endgame. My little brother had uh, never seen Endgame. And this is that Avengers movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, dude, we gotta go watch it. It's still in theaters right now. In very few theaters. Really sad to see how hard well, it is to watch it. It's been for like four months, so. No, it's way less than that. Yeah, I'm just fucking with it. But, I mean, I, I was a little shocked that I couldn't watch an IMAX, regardless of how bad I wanted to watch an IMAX with good seats. It's summer, dude. Like, there's just so many IMAX movies coming out. You're, you're right. Um, but we watched it. And what a phenomenal movie. And I was weirdly seated next to him, who he had stayed away from basically all spoilers. He was just, One thing had been spoiled to him, and it, it's not a huge thing. Um, and then the dude on my right seemed like everything, like he had never seen it either. <laughs> and it was just like, well, what an interesting experience to be bookended by these two guys that like... Fucking cavemen. <laughs> time, time warped over here. So you, you get, my luck would be I go see it again, and I get the one guy that's never seen a Marvel movie. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Who is this guy with the purple fucking face? Anyways, it was really good. God, I can't believe how much I enjoy that movie. I've been watching it for now my third time. I, it's such a blast. Doesn't look like the numbers don't look like it's going to beat. No, but yeah, you know what? Number two is fine. <laughs> you know what? I guess. I it came guess. way closer than any of us. Yeah. It really did. It's it some, really did. It's something like 70 million away, yeah. and it just the weekend numbers that it, it hits. I think last weekend it was still at, like hitting 10 million and it's in less theaters now than it was yeah yeah well it's uh yeah it's about 67 million away there you go 67 million away um and then yeah we went to watch isn't that crazy isn't that crazy that that's how close they came i know that's nuts even that 67 million is like that's a lot of money that's a lot of money that's a lot of money like when you you look at other movies box offices i mean let's put it this way crazy that like even now, it's like, oh, it only got $10 million last weekend. <laughs> uh, one what? Of a, two, a movie two. I forgot to mention that I watched, because I think I watched it so earlier the weekend last, was uh-huh. Booksmart. And that's a uh, fucking... Oh, uh, fuck, wait. I, yes, I watched that with you. So, with you. Uh, we watched it like very close together. So, I mean, just as, as put in context, I doubt that made even close to $68 million. I, probably uh, made like, I think it made like $50 million. Did it make $50? The, the so, that for, like, for a movie like that, yeah, $68 yeah, million would be like, amazing. Um, this is... One of my absolute favorite movies of this year so far. Me too. Mm-hmm. I Me too. fucking loved this. It is a movie that outwardly you look at, you're like, this should not appeal to a 39-year-old straight male, but I fucking loved it. I loved it. I thought Olivia Wilde and the crew and the and the uh, the the actresses and everyone that put this together, shout out to the casting director, because mm-hmm. the casting was perfect in this. If you're not familiar with it, it's about two female best friends, one of whom is uh, out as a lesbian, and it's their final day of school, and they realize that they're... They spent their entire time studying to get into good colleges, and everyone got into good colleges 
irregardless of them like having fun or not. So they went, holy shit, we wasted our high school career. Let's go fucking party. And it is a perfect indie coming of age movie about these two girls. And it's so relatable on so So many fucking levels. And it's almost like a modern day like 80s coming of age movie like it's exactly what a coming of age movie should be right now and shout out to Olivia Wilde for putting this together because it's fucking great it's beautiful it's a beautiful movie fantastic super funny the writing was was such a high quality and Beanie Feldstein's fucking is a goat all of the aspects of it just came together so well I love the the cameos that they have Um, Carrie Fisher's daughter um, so good Billy Lord so good my My favorite thing in the movie uh, she is so funny, so fantastic. Oh, wait, no, every time totally that she's wrong. Used. I think Godzilla got fifty million. It did, in fact. Yeah, get but Booksmart's budget was probably million. like three mil. What was the What was the budget on it? But it doesn't say yet. Yeah, that comes way later. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and I've been watching this movie. I've been listening to the soundtrack from this too. Whoever, somebody had a lot of fun getting all the rights to all the music in this because it's way too many songs in it, and it just works. It's like so, everything's got a musical beat. If I remember correctly. I think it was Dan the Automator. There's a guy named Dan the Automator that does the. Um, he does a lot he, of the scoring for it, but is he the one that put the I soundtrack together? I think he also together? put the soundtrack together. That dude's yeah. awesome. He legendary DJ. He's Dan amazing. the Automator. Yeah, yeah. That's a dope name. He's fucking. He's awesome. He's worked with the Gorillas a lot, and like mm. he's that type of vibe. Got Very it. in the Bay Area scene of everything. Good in gaming. Six one one says, "Has Nick ever seen in the chat? Has Nick ever seen Superbad? Because that's a that's a really good comparison. It's very super badish, but." I'd say better. I think it's more. I'd say better too. I think it's a lot better uh, because I think the style of this, the the, the thing that I really appreciated about this was that it kind of seamlessly goes from being a almost slapsticky, silly comedy to being a really heartfelt, like impactful indie and then going back to comedy. Mm. Like there are moments where, and and it's all in, I I mean, the actors are phenomenal, but it's all in how it's shot as well, where they do a lot of close-ups and they do a lot of really, really, really shallow depth, shallow depth of feel for things. And it has that, like, there's a lot of moments where they go into this, like, almost dream state mm. with the actors. And, like, there's a great moment in the middle. I don't want to spoil it for people. But, like, that the whole party scene, it's just there's so many good. And the, the, the pool scene, The right? pool scene yeah. is, is, is it's, phenomenal. She's just swimming through. And it's, and it's like, the first time she's realizing yep. that, like... They're like uh, there is so many the, different the feelings, pool scene sexuality, through, yeah. and like coming and like they're 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 growing up and they're not in high school anymore and they're they're adults and no one's supervising them and then how that ends yep. and how the, a whole thing yeah. is and just how the so tone well changes in that pool scene because like it goes from it, there's a shift that's really well done. It's, it's a, so beautiful it's, and the music. Olivia Wilde's directorial debut, like that's yeah. insane. She fucking knocked it out, it out of the park. And I I feel like the super bad comparison is apt in many ways, least of which being that. Jonah Hill and the main character are brother and sister, which blows my mind. Mm. Uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? But yeah. watching this, I feel like Jonah this Hill is a is a is a better movie than Superbad, and I feel that even compared to when it came out, like I think that this is better now than Superbad was then, and I loved Superbad then. Superbad, obviously, um, I, I think the comparison for that is the new Seth Rogen movie that's with the the sixth graders. Good Boys, things what it's called. No, Weekend. I mean I feel like that is a step below what. But I feel like <laughs> yeah. that is a more super badish movie because Superbad relied a lot on like kind of lower brow humor like the dick strong and stuff like that and I it had think, a lot of that in it but I feel like Superbad Super also gave us McLovin and, it also gave us McLovin absolutely Superbad went there I don't think Good Boys will 
I think, I think Booksmart's, gonna... I just think Booksmart's a lot smarter. It's Absolutely. a lot well written and yep. it doesn't, and it plays with the tropes of like this, all really the social issues way. in a very fun, very, mm-hmm. it feels very refreshing commentary on like feminism and like social justice and all these things where you get them sort of, there's meta commentary on top mm-hmm. of that as these two very, very smart women are like growing up and like realizing that they thought they had everything mm-hmm. figured out and they really don't have shit figured out. And that they thought they knew all these assholes who are just these stereotypical tropes, and maybe they don't. Maybe everyone's a little bit more well-rounded and a little bit deeper than than you think they are. And I think that's a really cool message to send out. Yeah, I feel like Superbad did that, too. I thought that it wasn't just a comedy. I feel like Good Boys, was it called Good Boys? Yeah. I think it's more someone like Cockblockers. I'll be honest yeah. with you, though. Than I would Superbad or Books. I was, God, I I was not this. on board I hate this. with that movie. Remember we watched it, and I was like, yeah. ah, this movie's not hitting. Saw it on the big screen. And I was like, oh, God, I want to see this I'm movie. I'm on board. I, I laugh my ass really? you The think, kid's like, oh, it's funny. I, I think, I think it's going to be Cockblockers funny. I thought Cockblockers was funny. I, watching it in theaters, I had the opposite reaction of Nick where I was like, uh, the trailer, going yeah. in theaters. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. This is going to be good. You know what it is? I don't know. I just was in a good mood. I was in a silly mood. I was mm. seeing a movie that I wanted to see. Great seats. No one next to me that smelled like a bum. And I was like, I'm in a great space right now mentally. And that movie came on. And when he goes, on uh, all beads. Yeah, like they're like nunchucks. I hate oh, they smell like shit. I, that I moment where laughing. it's like I, uh, they smell like shit. I was just like, ugh. That's the level of comedy that we're getting out of this movie. Yeah, you know what though? It, it knows is. what it is. It knows what it is. It's not trying to be anything more sure. than this. Well, so maybe we'll yeah. like it. We'll see. All right, now to actually talk about the Dark Phoenix. Um, man, this movie did not need to get made. Like, it's <laughs> overall, it's so bland and just. Very boring. The acting's not great. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters are... <laughs> it's, did it seem yeah. like the people in the movie didn't want to be in the movie? Because that's kind of what the trailer looks like. Yeah, I mean, I just... the What's the girl that plays Sansa? Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I'm not a big fan of hers. And she's such a big part of this movie. I, where, I, like, so many of the scenes, I'm like, oh, this is... This just looks like you're trying to act. Was there anything surprising? Like, anything you did enjoy from it? I'm thinking... Was there a cool Quicksilver the, scene? Um, I feel like there's a cool Quicksilver there scene. There usually yeah. is, and I feel like this movie started having, then it just stops, and it's like, oh, I, <sighs> I hope we get that again, and it's like, nope. Um, also, there is a very, very short scene that it's kind of like, it's all like the older kids hanging out, kind of having a party. We get a cool cameo that we've uh, like of someone we haven't seen before where it's like, oh, that's this person. I hope we see more of, nope. That that's all that we're gonna get of that that character. Does um, Olivia Munn come back? No. Be cool if she did that, right? She nah. does a little flippy thing that doesn't really make a lot of sense because yeah. she flips like backward from and where it's she like should. Super flip. slowly, it's very weird. Like, yeah. And they try to make her cool, but she's yeah. not the character. Cool. Just overall, like the story, uh, I they went such a weird route where I was like, I don't know who these characters are that are coming to like like um what was it the Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Chastain character? I was like, I have no idea who the and maybe my knowledge of X Men is is not good enough. But I mean, if you don't know that, I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's you an know, issue. yeah. After watching yeah. this movie, you still don't understand. I mean, like I understand who they were kind of, but like if someone was like, oh yeah, they were made up, they were not part of the the mm-hmm. comics at all, I'd be like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, just overall. What a sad kind of ending to it's, the it's X-Men. So... Like, I wish they had gone in there and done reshoots and really, like, fucked shit up. Or, you know, like, if you know this is the last movie and you're reshooting stuff, like, make an impact. But it just it felt like a... just In the just final moments, ended. did it at all feel like a, like, bow tie at all? Or Absolutely kind of not. A, 
Wow, that's yeah. very unfortunate. Yeah. So, I I wouldn't recommend watching this without you know? spoilers. Any interesting deaths? <sighs> I mean, there's the one that we know about because it was spoiled in the trailers okay. and interviews. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's it's so disappointing. Yeah. The X-Men franchise yeah. overall has been so disappointing. Yeah. And it's it's just sad. But there is a silver lining to it mm-hmm. in, in which hopefully New Mutants never comes out. And this will be the last one we have to put up with. And then in a few years from now, we'll start getting real good X-Men movies from Marvel. They keep pushing the date for New Mutants. They keep being like, no, it's going to happen. And it's just They like, should just shelve that fucking movie or put it out on Netflix. But I mean, they've got such awesome actors in it. You know, This and is going to be the like, question, though. This is going to yeah. be the big question, right? Is that like... The, the timing, I think, on this is really interesting because I it'll we'll see if Sophie Turner and Maisie uh, uh, Williams is that her name? Yes. We'll see where they go because I think a lot of these a lot these two movies were I think they were hoping for a lot of the hype of the final season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. to help push these, and I I'll just I'll bet that they kind of go and fade away after the series is gone. I, I like Maisie Williams as, as I, an I, actor. I like them both. Like, I like yeah. Sophie Turner too. I, I just I haven't seen but her I think in a without role Game of Thrones to like, anchor oh, them, it's yeah. gonna be hard. Um, aside from Game of Thrones, and I, I've never really enjoyed her in Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner. Um, She's so solemn. Yeah. Solemn. Yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, I, I don't recommend going to watch Dark Phoenix unless you absolutely have to for, you know, an interview show. <laughs> so good luck with that, boys. I mean, I, the thing is this. I don't, it's not, I, fine. I'll go see it at noon on a Saturday, eat a popcorn, yeah. and it's fine. I'm sure it'll be it's, every it's, bit as not enjoyable as Apocalypse. No, it's better than Apocalypse. Is it really? I mean, oh, I hate Apocalypse. Well, I Apocalypse to me was enjoyable. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm what sorry. Part? Let me back up. <laughs> it wasn't like I wasn't like, oh god, this movie's so boring. I was like, all right, it's fine. I'm still yeah. seeing Michael Fassbender, and there's some cool shit happening, and we get a fun Quicksilver scene. My so my cool. biggest issue. I like with, the kids in the 80s clothes. The X Men series in like, it it just doesn't respect its own history. Uh, like in Apocalypse, we see a scene where Jean Grey saves the day, and there's a giant phoenix looking or bird of fire yeah, behind her. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not at all connected to this because this is like years later, right? Yeah, this is 1992, and yeah, it's just yeah. not connected it's at all. Or maybe I guess I don't know. It's We'll wait till we'll reserve our opinion. You guys can watch These our opinion on that. These movies have never respected their, their history. And and like, it's that's just so upsetting. Part. Like That's not how you create a universe mm-hmm. or end a universe. Or make a movie. Logan is how the, the X-Men universe ended. And that's what I just have to... Who cares that movies came after? Logan is how it ended. They told us what happened. It's, Logan's great. I just got a notification from AMC Theaters. Every hero has a dark side. Dark Phoenix rises this weekend. Get tickets. No, thanks. No, I'm going to go see Rocketman this I'm weekend. good. Rocketman's fun. I'm yeah. going to see Last Black Man in San Francisco. Ooh, that's a movie on my yeah. list. Yeah. Excited for that. I'm also going to go see a little movie called Waiting for the Punchline tonight. tonight. Oh, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, Speaking of Waiting for the Punchline, time for some housekeeping. Hell yeah. Uh, for people that are watching live right now or watching on YouTube like immediately after immediately it gets posted. After this, uh, uh, you can go over to kindoffunny.com slash docfest and check out the details on the shenanigans tonight. We're going to be at the Roxy Theater at 915 watching a live screening of Waiting for the Punchline uh, before 
before that, of course, we're going to just pop over to Delirium Bar, have a couple drinks, and we're doing a little live comedy show for everyone, featuring some of the comics that you're going to see in the documentary. Um, and it's the uh, NBA Finals uh, today, so we'll see how long that comedy show goes. Because if that Finals game goes to like 8.30 and everyone wants to watch that instead, maybe we'll just drink and do that. Who knows? But uh, but for sure, the 9.15 showing is, is going to go on time. A bunch of us are going to be there, too, so yeah, if it's you're going to come say hi. Yeah. You know, oh, and that. shout out to everyone that came out to uh, Laughs Unlimited last night. Which I randomly mentioned that I was going to be in Sacramento last night, and a bunch of best friends came out. I was That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I looked out, and I saw the hype hat, a bunch of producer producer shirts, and I was like, "What the fuck? Let's go, let's go in." That stage great, was awesome. Great venue, really, really fun pe- people that worked there. I had a blast. Three cool. hours to get there, hour and twenty minutes to get back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of traffic. <laughs> yeah. All right, and again, no Patreon producers this week because you guys want us to fail. I'm Burt Mag. You know? Get off your duff, Burt Mag. Stop calling him out specifically. It's that's weird. All I know. Oh, I guess that's Mind Freak. I, I guess Mind Freak's out there too. A Patreon producer, that's that's a lot of money. But if you have Amazon Prime, you could do give us Twitch Prime and that's no money for you. You know what I mean? So do that. Look into how. On your own. <laughs> this show is brought Look to you. Look on your own. Wait, we would explain it to you. <laughs> no, I just want to Get off your duff. 36 minutes in. Um, this show is brought to you by our sponsors, MeUndies and Hims. But more about that later. Now it's time for the news. New, 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 news. Why do you be, want to be involved don't worry, in the news? Don't worry, just ignore him. Just ignore him. If we ignore him, that'll stop. It'll just stop because it'll forget. It's just like a bad herpes infection. Eventually, I go away. But oh, I'll come man. back, Barrett. God. <laughs> Our first story, an interesting out. one. Yeah. The Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland finally has a release date set God. for 2020. Sony year, has set December 18th, 2020 as a release date for Uncharted, the video game adaptation starring Tom Hall- Holland as Nathan Drake. Hmm. Interesting date there. That's definitely uh, oh, we don't have. There's no Star Wars movie this year. Let's try to get a blockbuster going. Mm. I'm not against mm. it. What do you think the chances of this movie actually being great are? Great, slim, great, yeah, slim. See now, not I, impossible. Going with a, a younger Nathan Drake, Tom mm. Holland. Yeah. Like we're gonna get like <laughs> late teens, early twenties. Worst parts of Uncharted Three. Fuck you, Greg Miller. What? Oh, it's a joke. Fuck you, Fucking blow your head off. All right, right. everyone (laughs) calm down. All I'm saying is we're going to get a character that has a place to develop and become the Nathan Drake that we love so much. Because that's everyone's favorite parts of movies, right? Is the part where they're not the thing we love. Sure. (laughs) Look, I understand that. You know what I really wanted more of Batman Begins? The part where he wasn't Batman. That's what I really wanted. Okay. You know? All right. I like the part where I wanted more from James Bond, any of them. The part where he's not James Bond. Okay, exactly. but okay, both of you are being weirdly hating ass haters right now. Yeah, Nathan Drake has been when we see him in Uncharted One, he's been Nathan Drake for a while. So like, I don't, I don't get the argument of like, oh, like I can't wait for a movie about. I feel like he's been Nathan Drake his entire life. Like, it, you know, some people say. What point are you making, Barrett? What? What point are you making? That the point you guys, the comparison you guys are making is like, oh, I can't wait. Like, the movie of James Bond where he's not James Bond. Like, that's not. It's apples and oranges. Like what I'm saying is there is no, is, there is no movie fault. of James Bond where he's not James Bond. <laughs> Casino Royale. And for like five minutes. Mm. And then he becomes James Bond like way, immediately. He gets way. 007 status. Yeah, I know. But he gets but the like status. Being James but Bond, like I feel like it's later. He's a bitch for most of that movie, you know? The, that's true. What I'm saying is like if he's a young kid, it's not Nathan Drake yet. It's him becoming Nathan Drake. That's I think they could I, I think, all kidding aside, they could make it fascinating. Yeah. Uh, as a person who's not a huge fan of the video game series, but I have played the first two hours of Uncharted three times. The uh, first one? Yeah. 
the plane sequence. I've done it so many times. I could do it blindfolded at this point. Dare me. Dare me to do something blindfolded. No. Party mode. Uh, I uh, I think it could be fun. I love Tom Holland. I think they could go in a fun direction with this. But I do see that they're they're gonna face criticism of him not being like the Nathan Fillion looking Nathan Drake, like the the man's man sort of Indiana Jones, like updated Indiana Jones, which is what Nathan Drake is. So we'll see what they do with it. But at the same time, if like that's my bad. Like I shouldn't have phrased it that way because like it very well could be like, hey, here's twenty year old Nathan Drake yeah. with Sully, and they're going on adventures, and like I'm he sure is that's the what dude it will that be. he's gonna that he's you know becomes on his. I'm sure know. it'll be like a more PG thirteen version of the new Dora the Explorer movie. God. And you know what? I'm in for it. I'm in there. God, the more we talk about this, the less faith I have. Mm. Like, I hope <laughs> I'm totally ruining it for people. Yeah. Well, also, know. this is produced by. Uh, Sony's new production company, right? Yeah, this is the company that's supposed to, that's supposedly going to shepherd uh, video games to movies. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't. Think I it think is. so too. I think this is part of Sony Pictures, not PlayStation Barrett, Studios or whatever. You get on it's the called. googling. Uh, I'll, mm, I'll, I'll I'll get into it, but I feel like yeah, this just start typing. Uh, all right, never mind. There it is. All right, yeah, no, it's not. Okay. okay. People are saying it's not. I mean, I'm just like, that wouldn't make sense time-wise. This has been in production for a bazillion years. Has it? But, like, that's the thing. Like, it's never happened. Like, it keeps getting not made. I mean, they signed Tom Holland years ago. So, like, that, it's been in the process of being made. I thought that was a rumor. I didn't realize that that was for sure a thing. Anyways, whatever. It's happening. It's got a date. Are you excited? Um... I don't want to hate on it until I see a trailer or stuff, but I I Mm -hmm. think that there's a very slim chance of this being worthwhile at all. Mm -hmm. Nick, you're mildly excited? I I, I, No. Okay. No. I think this is going to be yet another disappointing movie that comes out of Sony that should have been better if it were in the hands of Disney. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, the the way the fact that we haven't really heard too much about this, the fact that there's no hype train based around this, it leads me to believe that they're not respecting the audience that loves the video game enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always the fucking problem with these movies is they go, oh, there's a built-in audience. We'll just shit something out and it'll be good. And then and people go, no, you, did you even play the fucking game, people who are making this movie? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great experience for people who love it. And you need to really pay respect to that. So we'll see what happens. I think it's just going to be difficult to make Uncharted into a movie because it's very much a game that feels like a movie. And it's like, all right, we already have that. We know what that is. So doing this, it's, why does it even have the Uncharted I, brand Yeah, I it? think my, my biggest thing about it is I, I don't think this needs to happen. Uncharted games are phenomenal. And like being in the... the game for hours is what makes it awesome and makes the narrative what it is and it's like just having the experience of him having the quips here and there you can't get that in a two hour but i like tom holland i like so we'll see like i'm 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 definitely interested and when we get a first trailer for this you know in the next year i'm gonna be interested yeah all right moving on to some sadder somber news cancellation news is uh news swamp thing officially canceled six days after the first episode airs uh, they had some budgetary issues. It's gone. It looked like it could be cool, but it's it's got a couple episodes coming out, and then it's done. This is the so this is the show that's on DC's uh, streaming yeah, platform, uh, yeah. right? Like it's not that's that's where you it's can just DC you can Unlimited. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I think we watched the preview. The for trailer it. we watched last a week, couple weeks. Yeah, last week, two weeks maybe. Um, interesting. Yeah, not something I would watch and go. I need to give these people a subscription amount of money per month <laughs> to watch this, but. For- for me, this is just Could more alarming cool. for, like, what state is this subscription service in that, like, one of their, like, big, like, they were doing a big push for Swamp Thing, and it's just canceled. To me, it's not just uh, alarming for DC. I think it's alarming for all streaming services mm. where I, I think that there's been an upsetting trend recently of 
uh, a push for originals and for that sign up, and then people just give up on stuff and things get canceled. And like even we see sci-fi uh, in the last week with Deadly Class. Well, and, and that's that's the second part of the story. We also had Deadly Class get canceled and one uh, other this show week too from Happy. Sci-Fi. Happy, yeah. yeah. And a lot of these shows, like Sci-Fi, is a more traditional network, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of subscription services you can get those shows on. And I mm-hmm. feel like these things are kind of being made as as uh, almost like the headline. It almost feels like clickbait. Where it's like, all right, you, you, we're going to get you in with this thing. So, oh, but it's gone. It's not really there. Well, I think that has more to do with, like, that people didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Deadly I Class, I don't think it, like, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. And we both like Deadly Class, the comic, right? Yeah. And it's just, I, I know that Greg watched it. I knew very few people tweeting at me telling me that, like, it was worth, like, I had a fair amount of people telling me it was worth it, but, like, I wasn't getting a, a huge amount of people saying, like, oh, Deadly Class. I mean, I just can't imagine that it, it was any less popular than other sci-fi shows, mm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. sure, it might, maybe it cost more money and was more of an investment, but, like, that's what this is. You know, it's like you got to put money into things to, for them to actually be good. And hey, at least Krypton's going strong. Yeah, Keep going, Krypton. Going Come on, Cameron. Let's but. go. Uh, speaking of cancellations, uh, Silicon Valley is ending with season six. Good. They're yeah. announcing. Yeah. Thank great. God. Good. Yeah. I, I honestly, I've had, it's been a roller coaster with Silicon Valley with all the TJ Miller shit that happened mm-hmm. and with them, uh, having to reshape the show based on him leaving. And, and there was a season in there that I was like, I'm done watching the show. And the last season, they kind of brought it back for me. So I was like, okay, yeah. I still think it's one of the funniest shows on television. Give even, even given those like, kind of flaws with right. it. Um, but I want, I'm glad it's ending. And, you know, to be honest, like I was a lot more when Veep ended, I was like, wow, this is actually a lot more impactful to me than I thought it was going to be. Cause it's hard to see a show that, and Veep suffered the same problem where the last season, the, the final season was great. The last, the season before that was fucking terrible. And so it's one of those things where it's like, just finish strong yeah. HBO. Can we just finish strong with these shows? And Veep did. And then Game of Thrones didn't. I was like, oh no. So uh, we'll see what happens with Silicon Valley. I have high hopes for it. I'm happy it's ending. I yeah. I totally agree that like it fell off the wagon story-wise, but comedy-wise it didn't. It's been consistently Still great moments. Yeah. The and entire sh- time. I think I just... Like, I, I think it's been a bad season. It's just been... Did, it's been... There's... You know, it's less funny than it used to be or less... It's less important feeling as it used to yeah. be. It's like every yeah. I used to care about the characters. I could not give a fuck less it's just, about them. Now. Every episode now is such a roller coaster of like it starts with like everything falling apart. Yeah. By the end they've kind of fixed it and, and then, then the like, next one there's starts a everything fixed and then it all yeah. falls apart by yeah. the end. Yeah. Season one through three I feel like that was the build mm-hmm. of the like But that the was whole the whole season. season. Yeah. Whereas yeah from four on it has been every episode. It's almost like Monster of the Week, but yeah. that doesn't work in a comedy show. Right. Yeah. And it's unfortunate I mean again I, you know TJ Miller having the problems that he had, it's unfortunate because I love that character. But I he, love the Bachman he character. He left on his own accord. Like, no, no, I don't think so. I think, I think he was hard to work with. I, I think he left because he was trying to work on other projects. Was he? I, I believe he so. he had that special, and then, and then he, he had, had a lot of act, some stuff come out about him, and yeah, then he got yeah, arrested yeah. by the FBI, and it was like... Did he get arrested was, by the FBI? Yeah, and he called a random bomb threat in on a train, and the fucking FBI arrested him. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, had some, he had some problems. Sure. And I think that that was... I think behind the scenes, they were being very diplomatic about it mm-hmm. for outwardly, but I think behind the scenes, they were like, you, we gotta get this guy off this fucking mm-hmm. show. And I think it probably was to the detriment of the show. But, hey, shout out to Kumail Nanjiani, because he's still fucking hilarious. He's and great. And so is... Uh, the other guy, uh, Evan, uh, Chris, Evan Star, no, Chris Star, the guy that plays Chris Star, Chris yeah. Star. Those two are fucking hilarious. Oh, the and the goddamn guy that plays his right hand man, the yes. tall dude. Yes, that guy's my favorite. He, uh, my favorite thing about him is when we watch that show. I just, I just watch my wife react to him because she cannot stop laughing every He's time so he says good. anything. He's yeah. so, so fucking good. good. 
All right, our next story. I just want to do a quick look. Martin Starr is his name, sorry. The oh. other guy. Quick look at the Wonder Woman poster for Wonder Woman 1984. Barrett, I forgot to bring that up to you. And now yeah. he's all mad. Look at Barrett, he's all mad. All right, fine. Fuck it. No, it had a nice I'm, poster. I'm no, it's it fuck Barrett. He's got, he's it doesn't got matter. It. I want to see it. All right, everyone, take it down. I was just going to move on to Somebody the Somebody bring me a Diet Coke. <laughs> this is dope. Shut up, Tim. It's dope. What? You just gave me Can a look real animal. I didn't look at you. <laughs> the audio about? listeners will never cool. know. Is it dope? I mean, like, it's a cool. cool looking poster, I mean, but I just think like she's not going to keep this armor. We know that. Like, who cares? Who I, cares? I don't know. Here's the I deal. I think this is a great poster for the direction of what they're trying to do. Great. This is literally a message. Colors. Mm. We're DC. We have colors. Mm. I, I'm seeing it loud and clear, and I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. Mm. Too little too late, DC, but it doesn't matter. I'm in. I, 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 I love anything set in the 80s, as you know. So let's just go. Let's go with it. All right, and uh, now talk about another streaming service that's going to come up and try to take your money. Sorry, real quick in the chat, uh, Revelisa in the chat says Wonder Woman Ragnarok. It's <laughs> awesome. Pretty much. That's pretty much I mean, it, I, yeah. And I, I don't think that's going to be what it is. No, though. Yeah, no. But, sadly, but that's okay. It's uh, cute to believe. Warner Media streaming service could cost uh, as much as 17 per month. Seventeen dollars per month would include HBO and Cinemax. So oh, that's, that's the thing, man. That's not bad. Keep your eye on this Warner shit. That's not bad. Like they Is they it? they are building an empire yeah. here, and I'm very oh Joey. There's also some so rumors fantastic. that it'll be a tiered structure, and like the lower tier will just give you access to movies. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, the access to movie ones is the ones that I'm like, mm, that could be interesting. Um. Watching new movies, I could do it. Yeah, I mean, look at that's you but tell me Warner so Brothers seventeen dollars, but I get a lot of the movies that are coming out. Like, yeah. I'm into it. I, I, I despite HBO's kind of ups and downs, mm-hmm. I love having HBO. And whenever my wife gives me the look of we're spending too much money and then cancels it, it breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, but that's what marriage is, Kevin. Yeah, you'll learn that soon. I'm married. I know, but you haven't hit that. How long have you been married for? A year. A year and some change. Man, half, almost. Year and a half. It's right around the time they start canceling shit you love. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, give me one second, uh, Barrett. I want to. I'm going to slack asset something that I want to bring up. Um, it's just, there's so there many services. I I hope someday they, they all fail and we consolidate in a they beautiful way. Fail. Well, I mean that's honestly what you're seeing with things like Swamp mm-hmm. Thing, right? Is like mm-hmm. there's so, with all these services comes some really standout pieces of content, but then a just whole host of mediocre shit. Can you click on the the Facebook link to the right? Yeah, this guy. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta imagine like these companies are spread so So this is what we're getting in the streaming service. I mean, that's what I'm saying is I I believe yes. I would. This is a dope. This This is is worth it. They're they're building towards based on CW, DC, HBO, uh, Warner Brothers. Anything that comes out, Warner Brothers is gonna go on this. Absolutely. Fucking. What's that one that says Rooster Teth? Tsunami. (laughs) Rooster Teth. That's weird. Uh, Cartoon Network is in this too, or no? Yeah, Did yeah I see Cartoon that? Network, TBS, adults, adults TNT. Adults that means, guess what? We're getting baby Law and Motherfucking Order because mm-hmm. that's where those are syndicated to. And I'm not seeing it here, but DC. Yeah, that's no, right, it's right there. He's oh. circling. Yeah, it. so it's and like Tsunami Man. I feel that's like that we're building towards this weird thing where, sure, DC Universe might go away. It might be replaced with. Warner this Media, it should. Warner's, uh, DC does not service. have enough content to fucking make its own platform. It just doesn't. Sorry, but isn't it combined with the comics too? Right, isn't to it? some degree? I think yeah. I think that you do get that in the subscription, but at the same time, like that's not enough to sell a mainstream sure. person on it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. My mom doesn't care it about just, the fucking it comics. It just seems like so much, though. Or DC. This doesn't seem like something I'm gonna do. Yeah, but I you see can see the people doing that. Yeah, if it's one of the only ways to get, if it's a really good way to get HBO, I would consider this. 
I would actually mm. consider it. And Cinemax, because you know what you get with Cinemax. Skinamax. Yep, I knew you were going to say that. All right, let's move on <laughs> to some other streaming um, news. Uh, Netflix has announced Magic the Gathering animated series coming. And Hunter Pence just got super excited. Hunter Pence and my little brother, by. super excited. Is it directed by? I don't know. What, what do the Russo brothers have to do with it? All I've read is that they are involved. When I go to try to find out more... All it says is that they're helping create it. They're just executive. Right, yeah. They're just putting their name on it. That's it. Hmm. I'm That's sure less I'm, exciting. I'm sure if it's if they're not directing yeah. it or, or directly producing it, if you haven't seen them talk about mm-hmm. it, they're just getting a cash a fucking paycheck for this fucking thing. And that's great. Good for them. They should. I mean, you know what? You gave us Endgame. <laughs> and for that, I'll just give you money forever. How about that, Russo I'm Brothers? interested to see more as it develops, but you know, cool. Bunch of nerds out there are excited, I'm sure. I mean, I a bunch great. of them are probably pissed. You know, these nerds, they get all worked up. Yeah. I, I Sorry, go ahead. I don't care about Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. but I understand a lot of people do. I think mm-hmm. that an animated show on Netflix could be really good. Yeah. It could be cool for the, the property, and especially with the Rooster Brothers, however they're attached. It's like, this is all good news yeah. for, for that. Like, if it was something I cared about, like, I'd be very excited about this. I love that Magic the Gathering is still a thing. I love that there are people out there that are still playing it every once in a while. Did when you I get, ever play it? Uh, no, I never got into that. I got into. I tried to get into a couple other card games. I just couldn't mm. do it because I just didn't have any fucking money, and you have to like buy decks and yeah, like yeah, expansion yeah. decks and things like that. But I, I, I love getting my car washed. I get my car washed over on the Divisadero car wash, and there's a little um, tabletop gaming place there. Yeah, and every once in a while I'll pop in, and people, I'll see people playing Magic, and it reminds yeah. me of being in high school. I love it. It's cool. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, just don't fuck it up like wow. Hunter and my little brother have tried to get me to play so many times. You probably love it. I I owe my little brother uh, like a, a sit down session where he teaches me how to play. I haven't like done it yet. It though. looks fun. Yeah. I don't know. It was, but it's, it's, let's put it this way: it's been popular for thirty years, yeah, so it's a long time. something something's good. Yeah. You know, something's good about it. So that's cool. Cool. Uh, another animated series that uh, Netflix. Throughout there is Jurassic World animated uh, series called Camp Crustaceous. 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 Yeah. Crustaceous. Yeah. Crustaceous. Yeah. Era? I just have era? trouble with the. I want to say crustacean. No, no, it's crustaceous. Yeah. Crustaceans are like crabs. Those are like crabs, right? Anyways, there's a series uh, series coming to Netflix uh, that takes place in the 2015 Jurassic World timeline. Uh, just a bunch of kids. Trying to like do getting need, trapped in the park. Do we it's need more weird. Jurassic World. It's weird that war, that the Isla Nubla, Nublar, Nublar, yeah, is uh is gone. So I guess this show this show must take place. Well, there's one little. thing I've learned from the Jurassic Park movies is yeah. that there's multiple islands and I don't understand any of them. But that's not true. They undid that because they got rid of two and three. Did they? I believe Did so. They on that, I, I thought there was. I, I thought there was an it. island where wasn't yeah. there an island where they were like make, growing all the animals and there's another island where they brought them over and there's another island that was just like a animal fuck dungeon or whatever the hell. Yeah. That dude, the old guy with the, with the white hair was doing it. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got really Sorry, sponsors. Anyways, just another, <laughs> just another like, uh, animated show coming to Netflix that I thought was interesting. Well, I mean, what's interesting about this is the kid focus, and it's from Universal and mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. It's the same thing. They're doubling down on super popular properties mm-hmm. and trying to get kids hooked. Makes sense. Uh, and then the last story that I wanted to bring out. Wait, hold on. It's uh, breaking news. This comes from Variety. This is Joam Colette Sarah, eyed to direct DC's Black I, Adam, starring Dwayne Johnson. Exclusive. Exclusive. Cool. Yeah. Jungle Book director. Yeah. Not. What? 
No, it was the no. Andy. He was that's the Andy Circus Jungle Book. Great, because Favreau directed. Were them. they both called Jungle Book? No, yeah. the other one was called Mowgli. Oh, right? was it? I don't know. Oh, maybe this guy's. I, th- oh, Roddy, sorry. Don't I thought, know shit. I thought Favreau directed that I, one. I mean, do we care it. about Black Adam right now? No, no, no. Like I thought that uh, Shazam movie was cool. Haven't seen. I it enjoyed yet. it. Tim didn't like it that much. Tim is no, no, no. That's fair though. I mean, it's just you know. I thought it was funny. Uh, do I want to see? Listen, this I love movie. I don't listen, know. I love yeah. the Rock. I love the Rock. So. I love the Rock. Yeah, and the, and I want everyone to know I love the Rock. Mm-hmm. But the Rock hasn't. He's he's a, he's hit or miss a little mm-hmm. bit, and mostly miss these days. I, have you seen Skyscraper? It's not fun. I don't like what you're saying, and I'm going to stop you right okay. now. Last story, and I want to just touch on this one briefly because I'm very excited. Uh, Django. Slash Zorro movie coming from Quentin Tarantino. Hell yeah. And Joro. What? Carmichael. Jared. Uh, Gerard. 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 Are you fucking serious? So get this. First off, don't believe it. This is too good to be true. So as of right now, it's only confirmed that Gerard Carmichael is working on it. There's rumors that... Quentin Tarantino is also helping, but apparently there is an on like there's a comic book of Django of Django slash Zorro. Oh my god! What? Yeah, it's it right is here, a sequel that is an actual sequel to the story. This is amazing. It's Holy written by Quentin Tarantino. Hell, yeah. Well, you got. How do we this. not know this? This is awesome. This would be a fucking awesome mm-hmm. movie. This would be awesome. I'm excited because I fucking love Django. Obviously, I love Django. Also, Zorro's cool as hell. Cool, Greg loves Zorro, dude. So the the Antonio Manzaris. Catherine Zeta Jones, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Hopkins, Zorro. Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorite movies. What it's about the so second fun. movie? No. Mask of Zorro. The first one was really good. The first one was really good. Really cool. Cool. I hope this happens. Yeah, it I sounds hope this very improbable, but man, that sounds that's really cool. Be cool. Yeah. That's so fun. All right, now it's time for some ads. <clears throat> you probably spend about 90% of your life in underwear. So, don't you think you owe it to yourself to make sure you're wearing the softest undies in town? That's why Tim and Greg only wear MeUndies. MeUndies uses the coveted micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than cotton. Not only will you feel your loins feel like your loins are being hugged by joy itself, but MeUndies gives you multiple style options for both men and women. Men can now try the new boxer brief with flies, which is the same great cut as the boxer brief, but now with an added option for guys who prefer to go through the gate versus over the fence. MeUndies is also the go-to for the softest loungewear on the planet. Hang out with the super comfy lounge pants or the onesies. Yes, MeUndie makes onesies, and I love the onesies. I actually just started using the onesies like every day at my house. It's phenomenal. It's so soft. To get your 15% off uh, the first pair shipping and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. <clears throat> Our next ad is hymns. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Hims is helping the best version of... No. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help their hair uh, treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to real doctors online. 
which could save you hours. Completely conf- uh, confidential and discreet, unless you're Nick and Andy, because we talk about that stuff all the time. We have no secrets here at Kind of Funny. No secrets. <laughs> Answer a few questions a doctor will review, and if you if they determine it is right for you, can prescribe you medication for to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Uh, Nick has been able to do so, uh, this, so you know how simple it must be. No how offense, Nick. Dare you all? No, no offense, offense, Nick. It's true. It's true. If it's more than three steps, I get I get confused. You give them so and I just put the phone down. I never come back to it. Uh, you can get started today with For Him's complete hair kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. Uh, see website for full details, safety information. Uh, this could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor's or pharmacy somewhere else. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Nailed it. Now let's talk about some goddamn trailers. Let's get into them trailer talk, baby. Trailer talk. <clears throat> First trailer for all mankind. Mm-hmm. Not a trailer I thought you guys would particularly love, but I thought the concept was really cool. Is this the Apple TV one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and that's that actually that's was the, the main though, reason yeah. why I put this in there. Yeah. Good catch on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the story seems interesting. Like you watch what a third of it and you're like okay so this is just about the space race and then it's like oh no in this world the Russians got there first and like that lit a, a fire under our ass and we kept developing shit cool concept looks like a cool drama looks, looks like it's really well shot yeah it looks high quality yeah uh, good for Apple yeah hopefully it takes off <laughs> uh, <but laughs> like space yeah no I, I thought it looked really really interesting mm-hmm. yeah did it at all make you think maybe this Apple Plus thing not crazy no. It's it's an interesting take like on, on mm-hmm. that kind of a story. It's very Man on the High Castle-y. Um, yeah. But like Man on the High Castle, I started watching. I watched the first season of that. I'm like, that oh, that show is boring. It's it's just it's depressing. There's no end in sight. It's the same reason why I haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale. I'm just like, I don't really want to watch like three or four seasons of people just being horribly That's oppressed. Super depressing. Um, so this looks kind of cool. Um, I like the main character, the guy that played. Um, he was on Mad Men. The younger guy, like the smaller guy. I think he played like someone's brother. Like January Jones's brother doesn't matter. He's the guy giving the speech the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like, "We're gonna beat him. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get to Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, all of the solar system, the galaxy." Yeah. Um, I just don't like that Nailing Joel Kinnaman speech. though. I'm just not a Joel Kinnaman fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all. Uh, next movie I want to talk about, and this one I'm very excited for: Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh, looks good. I had no idea this movie was coming. Me neither. You know, I'm oblivious to everything. Sure. And a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I believe it was on the morning show and or one of the podcasts, I talked about a documentary called The 24-Hour War, mm-hmm. which is a documentary made by Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. who is a huge, huge, huge uh, car fan mm-hmm. and racing fan, um, about this, about this exact subject. It is one of the most fascinating pieces of automotive history, that, and it's unbelievably, like it's almost unbelievable that it happened. Are you familiar with this at all? Just from the trailer. So the trailer is the, the the way the story goes for anyone. This is my pitch for you on this movie. Is that a long time ago, Ford approached Enzo Ferrari to buy Ferrari because they wanted Ferrari to become their official race team because they wanted to sell more of their basically just normal cars, but they needed some cachet for it. And the way you got cachet back in the day was winning big races like Le Mans, mm-hmm. which is a twenty four hour race. 
um, Ford. Or, Which is a crazy ass concept. 24 too. hour race. You have three racers, I believe. And they race in like, I, I don't know how many hours in the car, but it's like three hours and you get out and the next guy gets in and then you race, race, race. Super dangerous. Very fucking crazy. But to anyone who's like a car racer, it is like the the pinnacle of what you can possibly accomplish if you win. And this the documentary you're talking about right now is on Prime, right? It's, Amazon it's Prime. on Amazon Prime. You can yeah. go watch it. It's I urge everyone to go watch it because it's so fascinating. But the story goes that the Enzo for, uh, Ford approached Enzo Ferrari because they wanted to buy Ferrari. Ferrari told them to go fuck themselves. So Ford goes, cool. If we can't buy you, we're going to end you. And they went over to Carrie, uh, Carol Shelby. We're going to solve this with a race. Dude, no, it wasn't even a race. It was a, we are going to put you out of business. We're going to beat you every time and put you out of business, basically. They were just assholes about it. Went over to Carol Shelby, uh, who was an engineer, and they said, we need you to make Shelby Mustang. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, he made the Shelby Cobra. Oh, and, yeah, then, he did. and then the Shelby Mustang. But that's not the car he made for this. The car he made Wait, for this was Wait, is the Cobra the, not a Mustang? It is. The, yeah. There was the the the, the Shelby Cobra mm-hmm. was a uh, was a car that Shelby made to race. So if you that look, it's that, it's that, that old school that. style car where like super dangerous because it doesn't have a top. People would just wear helmets and like if it rolls, you'd get decapitated. <laughs> uh, and they approached him to to basically make the Ford GT, which Got is it. that car that you see in the trailer, the one that looks like Speed Racer and arguably the coolest fucking car ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, he Speed came in to, to, to make that for them. And then it just became this war for years between Ford and Ferrari of who would win. Now Lamar. they're adding Brad Pitt and Christian Bale. That's awesome. Let's go, baby. Well, no, no it's, it's uh, Christian Matt Damon. Bale, and Christian Matt Damon. Bale. Brad Pitt's yeah, the, right. the one in the next one. Um, right. I may have gotten some of the, the, the details on that wrong, but it's a fucking absolutely fascinating story. Watch like, the documentary and then go see this movie. It's going to be cool. It looks like it's going to be a really cool movie. And like the casting is phenomenal. Christian Bale's a psychopath. Yeah. Like in real life. And he plays a great on the hinge person in like he, plays, he plays Ken Miles, who was a racer and yeah. he's a British racer, if I'm not mistaken. It sounds um, like it. Who I think had raced for Ferrari and they hired him to race for Ford, which is like there was that was a big kerfuffle. I might have gone that wrong, too. But it's it's. Really, really. Co- I haven't seen the documentary in yeah. years, but it's a really, really cool story. And like, and because of that rivalry, a lot of cool engineering came from that. And yes, that's where you do get the uh, the Shelby Mustang, uh, which is one of the most rare and like collectible items or collectible cars out there. Super expensive, really car. fucking cool. Yeah. Cool as hell. yeah, always cool looking. It's very it's cool. Shelby on the back. Shelby. I mean, Shelby was one of those guys like that would come in and like you, he would take a car that had like two hundred horsepower and figure out a way to make it have like five hundred horsepower. It's right fucking up. awesome. Yeah. Movie very, looks very cool. cool. Yeah. It uh, moving on to our next trailer. Ada Astara. This sure. is Brad Pitt. This is the Brad Pitt movie. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Kind of looks cool, only in that it's a sci-fi action movie, but set with modern space technology, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen before. Right. So mostly, a lot of times you see, and I'm sure we'll see different stuff when as we see different trailers, but a lot of times you see you think of movies like um, Life, or these movies that are supposed to be modern times, but the spacesuits all look super futuristic, really cool, yeah. and there's a lot of tech in there that you're like, we don't fucking have that. So what draws me to this movie is that we're seeing Brad Pitt like in action sequences, but in the big clunky spacesuits. That I think could probably add a lot to like the tension, yeah, stress. and like the stress of this whole thing because you know like you can't really move in them. Uh, there's that shot of him like riding on the moon, shooting guns at people. I'm like, all right, Brad Pitt, yeah. I'm Looks in. Fucking cool. The shot of them falling <laughs> yeah. in space like, is really really cool. Yeah, I don't know. This one didn't sell me as much as the mm. Ford Ferrari one did. Um, like, I don't really have interest in seeing this mm. Ford Ferrari. I do. Cool. Um, one thing I forgot to mention about Dark Phoenix is when it starts, and this isn't a spoiler. There's a shuttle going off, mm-hmm. and I watched it in Dolby. Holy shit. As a magical experience. <laughs> and, like, 
that's probably why there's so many space trailers in this week's thing because yeah. I can't wait to watch a goddamn movie where we're getting a, a shuttle taking off movie. yeah um, in Dolby because it's going to be amazing I want to give a, sh- a quick shout out going back to Ford versus Ferrari because the director of that movie is James Mangold which means it's going to be Whoa. fucking great James Mangold of course Logan mm. directed that movie mm. the movie we like to call Logan the Wolverine and the fucking Wolverine it's going to be really good that movie yeah. just looks like so much fun it looks like it's going to be awesome yeah I hope it's not super long though. Ford I could also, yeah, I oh, can it's also gonna be see. long. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that the story. If you watch the documentary, the documentary is long. It happens. It unfolds over the span of years because they keep battling back and forth, and it's it's just cool. But I'm sure that this movie is gonna just take Lama, place the first one. Very, very, very dangerous race. People, yeah. A lot of people die. It's including spectators because they just let people sit on the side of the road and watch, and cars would just take them Silly. out. It's fucking Jesus crazy. Christ. It's a it's a fucking bonkers like Wild Wild West time yeah. of racing back then. Really cool. Uh, and then moving on to our last trailer. It's not really a trailer. It was more of a TV spot. The Lion King. We got I'm a little bit teaser. more talking. Not doing it for you? This one didn't do it for me. I just, I just, and I know it's me. And again, I, this is the same issue I had with, with all these live action remakes. Is they just, they're just not right for me. I don't know. Mm, mm. I'll go see this and I love The Lion King. And if they have the music and it's, what's, what's cool to me is seeing the new voice actors come in. Like we get that shot with Timon and Pumbaa yep. and I'm like, oh, okay, that's, it's interesting to see like Seth Rogen's take on that. Um, I don't know. Beyonce see, is Nala. I totally buy it. Like there's so much shit that I'm, I'm all about. The music is going to be fantastic. Even in this, we see it and it's great. Everything about this trailer. I loved with mm-hmm. the exception of the animation of their faces. There's just, I've said this a million times now, but there's just something about hand drawn animation, like 2d animation that allows you to just be unrealistic Whereas the focus of this is being realistic. Mm-hmm. And I think that that takes away the fun of these characters or the uh, c- compassion of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Nala telling him, telling Simba, come home. I'm just looking at him. I'm just like, there's a lion. You're not yeah. like a character. It is. It's, it's very, it's, it's just so interesting. Cause like you're, you, you, that's spot on. That's exactly what the problem I have with these. Interesting. It really is. Is that there's just no, it, it, it takes some of the magic away when you try to make it as real as hyper realistic as possible, it's just not as fun, and it doesn't make any sense because you're like, "That's a real ass lion, and it's talking." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it does it, 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 There's a part of my brain that's so analytical that it just will not allow me to like these movies because mm-hmm. it's so uncanny valley area. It just doesn't work. My brain's like, that's not a real lion, but it looks like a real lion. But lions can't articulate their fucking mouths to say English words. <laughs> this is very weird. Yeah. I see the the Timon and Puma part. I like. I liked. I was like, oh look, this, like, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. Like, I wasn't looking at their faces. I was kind of like the body language I, and like everything reminded me of the the cartoon. And I, to me, it's the same issue of comparing Zelda Twilight Princess to Zelda Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Wind Waker will always age better than Twilight Princess because Twilight visually because Twilight mm-hmm. Princess was trying to be this dark, gritty, realistic looking thing, whereas Wind Waker was trying to be expressive and seeing Link's eyes move and like it did, there's just so much character to the character. And I feel like with Lion King, we're seeing kind of the, the Twilight Princess effect where it's like, all right, it's a great game, but yeah, the the same effect to the live action Beauty and the Beast as well of like and Nick's talked about it before where like these animated characters like the the clocks and the uh, lamp and all that stuff like you see their expressions in the live action remake you can barely understand what their faces are yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's just convoluted it's too complex right. yeah yeah it's, too much it's, shit going on it's tough 
All right, well, it's time for Out Now on streaming platforms. Quite a bit today. <laughs> Hulu, you've got uh, Ask Dr. Ruth, the documentary premieres uh, this week. A Brilliant Young Mind. I don't think I meant to put that in there. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Along Came a Spider, American Psycho, Behind Enemy Lines, Dante's Peak, The Devil Wears Prada, a movie Tim hasn't seen. Never seen it. Uh, Hamlet. The 1991 with Mel Gibson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Waiting. Movie I really enjoy. I can't watch but, it. It gives me oh, anxiety. Oh, man. It did not age well. Whoo! Just know, watched it. Appropriate. You've never seen Waiting. It's Wait- Ryan Reynolds. Oh, where he's extremely He's they're waiters. And I couldn't watch it because oh, I was waiting tables at the time. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, this yeah. is way too close to real life. It's so, it did not <laughs> age well at all. Um, Kindergarten Cop, Point Break, Reindeer Games, Reservoir Dogs. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for a Kindergarten section. Cop and Point Break right yeah. now. Let's watch them today. Mm-hmm. Back to uh, back to back. District 9, Jackass 3. Jackass 3. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale season 3 premieres, uh, and then Shakespeare in Love. So that's Hulu in the United States. If you're elsewhere, it's different. Google it, though. It's good to know what's out. Watch the European version of this show. <laughs> Screencast uh, with an umlaut. Netflix uh, has Black Mirror season 5. Uh, which doesn't seem like it's getting that much uh, love huh. from what people have been saying. I haven't checked it out yet, though. Uh, in movie theaters near you, we've got Dark Phoenix, a movie that you should just skip. Just skip it. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets 2, Late Night. Not getting good reviews. Which one? Secret Life of Pets. Did you watch the first one? I didn't watch it, but I just everyone's talking about like how this one's really not good. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. The first one was not great. I watched it. It's just not very good. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then The Last Black Man in San Francisco, a movie that looks phenomenal. Ooh, Here it's yes. really good. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's really good. Mm-hmm. Getting good reviews. Mm-hmm. Excited. All right. Last week I asked you for your recos. Here they are. Give me the recos. Eric Meyer says, uh, what's up? Got a recommendation for you. Not enough people watched Hannibal, uh, which is better than it has any right to be. All three seasons are on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and it got me to notice cinematography and gave me an interest in cooking which I probably should be concerned about the, on that one because he eats people. He's a cannibal. Uh, cannibal yeah. the cannibal. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for all you do, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Nick, you've been recommending this show for years. In fact, someone sent it in. Someone sent me in. <laughs> they're yeah. right there. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. in the wall. I should watch it. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have an interest to watch this. <laughs> I like Mads Mikkelsen. I think he's cool, but it's a lot of people say it's great. I'm just, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy C says uh, Jeremy Z says uh, here are some movies I recently watched that were on my catalog for a while Demolition which I thought when I put here was Demolition, Demolition Man, Man which is a great movie great and movie. that's what you should watch now uh, all restaurants are Taco Bell Nocturnal Animals which is a movie I'm super interested in I have not seen that yet I really want to what, what platform is it on? I don't oh he's just saying watch it yeah he, oh, he, God, he just watched these recently yeah uh, Three Billboards Billboards Outside Ebbing Missouri great movie movie I really Fucking enjoyed great movie uh, Moon didn't Great like the movie so much. I oh, didn't love it. It just pisses me off. It's why? I just because it's such a like cyclical thing that like he... don't spoil it for people. Why? I I mean don't spoil it. For okay, people. all right. Well, I can understand. Uh, that. That's what it's supposed to do. And contact. Oh, contact. Is prisoners the one with uh, Hugh Jackman? I don't know. That movie is fucked up. If, if that's what I'm thinking of, Denny movie, that's the Denny Villeneuve movie. Uh, unintentionally, a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal representation in here 
Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> cool. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Prisoners was fucked up. Woo. The Dead Man 97 says uh, Black Sails. It's basically Game of Thrones, but with pirates. It's all you need to know. It's my favorite show of all time. Wow. And a lot of people have watched it. It follows Captain Flint and John and Long John Silver 20 years prior to Treasure Island, and it's a must-watch. In the UK, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. I looked into it. You can watch it on Hulu in the US. Um, and the whole series is four seasons made up of 10 episodes each. Cool. That's interesting. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next week, if you want to send in your response, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, go to the bronze level tier. And tell me what you want to see from... Um, Marvel, like what the the next slate that you want to see coming out of there is. Let me know. Keep it short, 140 characters. Don't go too much longer. We'll dive into that next week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to follow us on the social medias, you can go to Nick underscore Scarpino and follow him there. Tim, or at Tim Gettys. And you can follow me at Kind of Funny Kevin. That's right. That's right. Nailed it. That's right. Go to the movies. Check something out that's awesome, like The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm only hearing great things. Don't waste your money on Dark Phoenix. Hope you all have a great weekend. (laughs)